Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Hernan Vasquez, marketing co-founder and advisor, investor, customer acquisition expert, and he likes to call himself the advertising dude. Welcome to the show, Hernan. Hey, AJ. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's really good to be here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having you on the show. Thank you for coming on to the show. Welcome to India, Herman. And we'll be talking about how to build a remote marketing team. But first, mm -hmm. Herman, just to understand, you know, you have done great work from, you know, from Fiverr.com to working with some of the biggest names in digital marketing. And you're from Frank Kearns. CMO to advising Tommy, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's marketing team. How did it happen? Means from Fiverr, a lot of people are on Fiverr and doing mm -hmm. great work, but not mm -hmm. everybody comes to the place that you are. And you run a scale-driven, you are the founder of Scale-Driven, an award-winning digital marketing agency. First, how did this journey take place? It's a very inspirational journey. I'm sure there were lots of bloods. There was lots of blood and tears in this journey. Just to understand, you may you may make it sound very easy, but I'm sure this these journeys are never that easy. Just to understand from you for the audience, what exactly is the man behind the face? Yeah, for sure. So you're totally right. It wasn't easy. I've been in digital marketing for the past 13 years now, and 13 going to 14 years now. And uh, it's been quite a ride. And uh, the first time that somebody gave me money online, the first time that a complete stranger gave me money online was on Fiverr.com. And uh, I'm originally from Buenos Aires, from Argentina and South America as a third world country. So at some point, you know, I left my day job and I decided to go out there into this entrepreneurial journey, whatever that was. I knew that I wanted to work with computers, doing something online or something regarding that. And I came across Fiverr.com. Now, mind you, Fiverr.com, I don't know, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, it was not the Fiverr.com that we know of today, right? Fiverr.com right now, they're advertising on TV and doing billboards in New York City subway. And uh, that wasn't the case back then. Back then, you would go to Fiverr.com to get something done for $5 or less. And I was there. And I came across Fiverr.com. Uh, and then what I started doing, I started writing articles, right, on Fiverr.com uh, in English and Spanish and whatnot. So the first time that somebody gave me money was for an article on Fiverr.com and I got $4 per article. You know, I was churning out articles every single day, like 12, 13, 14 hours hard on my computer, my laptop, trying to make, you know, money to put food on the table. And then uh, when, uh, when, when you do a good job, people want to work more with you, right? If you do a really good job, then people want to, you know, to, to stick with you because, you know, finding good talent, uh, we're going to be talking about building a remote team, finding good talent, especially remotely, it's really hard, right? And uh, we've been working remotely at my agency for the past six years. So this was before the pandemic. We were already, uh, you know, we were already uh, implementing this remote work. And I know that there's a lot of people in India that are working remotely, and uh, but finding good talent is really really hard. So when you do a good job, when you over deliver, 
um, that's something that, that happens. People start asking more stuff from you. And one of the things that they asked me to do was to SEO optimize their articles. And then they asked me to, you know, to do, to, to design their landing pages and to design their websites. And they asked me to do all of these different things, which I didn't know how to do, but I decided, okay, I'll do a good job no matter what. And I will try to over deliver as much as possible. So if somebody will come to me and say, hey, can you manage your social media profiles? I would say, yeah, of course. Of course I can. Right. And then I will go out there and uh, and spend a ton of time on the forums and blogs and whatnot and try to learn as much as possible. And they will turn around and deliver that service. So I think it was always a fact of, you know, trying to over deliver and do as a, a, I would say as good of a, of a good job or as much of a good job as I could. And that led me to work with some of these big names. Like, for instance, I remember that um, I put together my first uh, digital marketing training company. We launched a product with a bunch of partners. Um, the, the name of the company uh, is Semantic Mastery. I'm not involved in that company anymore, but that was the first uh, company that I launched with remote partners as well. And, uh, and I remember that we had our first $47 digital product. It was a teaching, it was a, it was a training product. And we used to sell it in uh, JVZoo for $7 or something like that back in the day. And then we realized that we needed to run traffic. We needed to learn how to run our own traffic because we couldn't be depending on JVs to push that digital product. So that's when I turn around and I say, okay, I'll take care of running traffic and getting us traffic and getting us leads. And that's how I started my journey with Facebook ads. And I started, you know, going really deep into Facebook ads. We started getting really good results in Facebook ads. And um, if you're into marketing, you definitely want to learn from people that are way ahead of you or people that you admire. And one of those people was Frank Kern. So I got into his inner circle, his membership site, which was $400 a month. Back in the day, it was a lot of money for me. But I, I bite the bullet and I said, okay, let's do it. I pulled the trigger on it and I, I did it. And then I became... I started being really, really helpful on his Facebook group, right? I started being really, really, really helpful regarding Facebook ads and funnels and marketing and pretty much everything that I've learned doing work for other people. And uh, and at some point, somebody reached out from their team and say, hey, Hernan, we noticed that you're being really helpful on the Facebook group. Do you want to help us moderate it? We'll waive your $400 a month fee. And then I was like, yeah, sure. So I kept on moderating the Facebook group. I kept on helping there. And then at some point, they were needing people to run Facebook ads for Frank Kern's clients because he was putting together his digital marketing agency. So I went ahead and I, you know, I got hired as a media buyer by Frank and his team. And then at some point, his agency started growing a lot. And I was the main dude doing all of the advertising for all of these clients. And I had to learn how to hire people, right? Because at that point, I was a solopreneur. I was doing everything myself. I had maybe a VA or two doing some stuff, but I was everything I was doing was doing myself. So I had to learn how to kind of unload my brain or download my brain into processes and SOPs that other people could follow so that I could build a marketing team for Frank Kern. And then I became Frank Kern's uh, CMO and main ad guy, and I worked three and a half years for him. And then I also became um, marketing director for Grant Cardone as well. And I helped him build his digital marketing agency and his remote team. And then I also built a, a seven-figure um, team for another entrepreneur called Jeff Lerner. And now I'm building and, and growing my own and, and, and nurturing and training my own team on my own digital marketing agency. 
So building teams and building remote teams specifically has been kind of the tune. It has been a kind of where I, I have been going this, uh, besides doing a lot of this stuff, besides running ads and besides buying media, besides advising clients and whatnot working and building remote teams for especially when it comes in when it comes to marketing has been kind of the the thing that set us apart but it's been a wild ride uh, and i've been blessed enough to be you know it does require a lot of hard work it does require a lot of you know quality over delivering that quality but also it requires a little bit of luck as well but you need to be to 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 be out there so that these big people or big big players will see you and as you start over delivering, they want to get you on board because, you know, that's the that's the thing when it comes to talent. It's hard to find it. And when somebody understands and wants to keep you as a talent, they don't let you go. So. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So a couple of things here. Hernan. How did uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's part happen? First thing. Mm -hmm. that. Second mm -hmm. thing is now you run your own scale driven marketing, uh, digital marketing agency. And then we talk about the big guys. Now, when you get these big guys, it means it is a lot of responsibility. There are a lot of expectations from the other side. Mm -hmm. How do you manage those expectations? One thing is that you are a part of a larger agency. There is a larger team. You have a fixed role to play. But what about a remote agency which has got you know remote marketing sort of a team a remote team which is working on big clients how do you manage that part when there is so much of such sort of an expectation and one small issue or thing goes wrong and you lose the client and that mm -hmm. can be you know just the end of a uh, uh, of an agency how does this whole thing work how do you manage this particular aspect of your business and how did you learn about this what would you like to tell a lot of people who are may not be managing those big clients but could be on that path to managing some big names what should mm -hmm. the what should be the things that they should keep in mind i'm asking you several questions at the same time Arnan, because they are so related to one another and another and also so that you can answer them at your own pace putting them all together over to you yeah for sure okay great question so let me let me unpack here uh, a little bit so the first thing that you asked was about the tony robbins Dean graciosi experience they were launching a website called masterclass uh sorry it was mastermind.com uh Dean graciosi tony robbins and russell brunson got together to to launch these uh these course and this website that also had software it was, it was a huge launch and um and it was a website that showed people how to basically sell their own knowledge, right? So it was, it was mastermind.com. They got that domain. And then their media buying team, their, their head of media buying, reached out to me because he knew that I had work with these big players and these big brands and, and managing these huge budgets. He reached out to me and said, hey, can you help us? Can you advise us on this launch when it comes to media buying, when it comes to paid advertising? So I was advising them for pretty much around a month, month and a half, a little bit more when it comes to the whole launch. So we will hop on calls, we will see the metrics, and then I'll, I would advise them on what to do next to actually get more people through the door. So, but that went, that was again, based on the connections. And the, what, what I like to say about that is that it only takes one good connection to completely change your life, right? Like I, I right now, 
scaledriven.com we are advertising heavily but also we get a lot of people that knew me or know me from you know doing facebook fridays for frank kern or doing a lot of training for grant cardone and all that so people are coming in and they're saying yeah i saw you here i saw you there and that those are relationships that you know might have ended a couple of years ago but they will yield results for the rest of of your life if you can so i think that one connection can really really change your life when it comes to those type of you know playing in those leagues and then to answer your question when it comes to the responsibility and the expectations uh there's a couple of things here the first one is that uh, i'm really really big on under promising but over delivering what do i mean i mean that we work with these big big budgets and we also have a couple of big clients but we also work with small and medium-sized businesses right so because a lot of people will say well you work with these big names they have a lot of brand equity they have millions of dollars on ads to spend does this work for me which i you know i might not have their budgets or their you know their brand or their lists their assets and all that and the answer is yes the answer is we kind of distill down those big campaigns, big budgets into small and medium-sized businesses, which are the bulk of our clients, right? Right now, so we're we're giving them results. But when it comes to responsibility, of course, there's a huge responsibility working with these big names because everybody wants to work with them and you need to be, you know, on top of your game. So something that I like to do is to manage expectations with our clients pretty much every single day. This is something that we need to manage. And when it comes to paid advertising, when it comes to direct response, when it comes to digital marketing, advertising, it's more like a marathon that it is a sprint. And most of these guys that have been around for a while, they know this. They know that you come in and if you help them increase, let's say, 1% of conversion rates across their funnel, that it's a big impact on their bottom line, right? Because they're spending a lot of money. So 1% improvement anywhere it's a lot of money and additional revenue, more clients and all that. Uh, but also they understand that marketing and advertising is a long-term game. This is what the, the main difference between what I see, you know, these big, big players, big names, big brands, how they think about marketing, advertising versus some small business owners that might be struggling. They do recognize that the more they advertise and the more they keep on advertising, the better results they will get. Uh, so something that they do, no matter if it's a recession or a pandemic or whatever, they keep on advertising. Like they do not shut off their ads. Maybe they will lower their ad budget, but they don't shut off their ads because they realize that advertising gets better through time. So again, this is a marathon rather than a sprint. So funny enough, usually it's harder to manage expectations uh, for smaller clients that they haven't advertised before, right? And they might have seen a YouTube video that, or somebody has been promising like millions of dollars magically if you just push a couple buttons or run some Facebook ads. And it's harder to manage expectations there than it is to manage expectations with established brands, somebody that understands the game of advertising and all of that. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of responsibility. And uh, something that I learned when it comes to hiring remote people and hiring a remote team is that, um, and initially it wasn't like this. Initially I was like, okay, I'm going to hire a, a newbie. I'm going to hire a beginner and I'm going to train that person from scratch because it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be more, you know, cost effective and it's going to, and I'm going to train that person through time and I'm going to tell him exactly, him or her exactly what to do in order to achieve these results. The problem with that, 
uh, mentality is that you get a lot of people that are good at following directions, but they don't have initiative, right? And you still need them in your organization. Stop getting me wrong. You get the, you, you need these type of people that are good at following directions, that they're good and they're diligent and they're responsible in their job, but they might not have the vision, right? They might not be creative. They might not get out of their own way to actually problem solve. So that was like the first, I would say the first couple of years I, I hire and train those type of people, but then I would only scale so much. So what I did was kind of change my approach. And now, we're trying to get people that are better than us in different verticals, right? That they're smarter than us in different verticals. Like for instance, one of the best things that I could possibly have done in my digital marketing agency was to put a general manager, right? I put a general manager in charge of all of the team communications, the dynamics, the processes, the the reports that we give to clients and whatnot. And that freed up my time to focus on business growth right? As a, as a business owner, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, if you're not focused on business growth, no one will. You need to be focused on business growth. Uh, unless you have a partner that's focused on business growth and it's invested as much as you are. But the reality is that right now, my job as the CEO of the company is to focus on business growth, not that much on fulfillment. So I needed to put somebody that's better than me when it comes to fulfillment operations and processes and pay her accordingly, right? Pay her over market, you know, market salary so that I could get that part figured out. So Alex Ramosi put it really well. He says, pay 1.5 or one and a half market share or market rate to get five times the output. And that is something that you can get when hiring A players uh, because the stakes are high and you want things to operate at an excellent level, if that makes sense. Right, Hernan, right. Then how does somebody build a remote marketing team what is it that they should keep in mind how do you do that and also it's about you know cultural sensitivities uh, of the client if the client is based in the us and you are hiring somebody say from your home country uh, would they understand the same things the same way because the client will not want to adjust you have to adjust according to that and how do you convey that to the people who are working remotely, maybe in different places? If it's in the U.S., perhaps they will, but there also the sense of understanding the same thing might be different. So that is one thing. How do you manage that with your remote marketing team or remote teams? That's a great question, actually. And you're totally right when it comes to cultural differences and time zone differences and sometimes idiomatic differences, right? So... When it comes to, so for instance, when I was working with Grant Cardone as his marketing director, building his agency, we had kind of a hybrid model. We had a, a group of people that went to the office. We were at the Aventura office in, in Miami, Florida. And, um, and there were a, a, a group of people that went to the office, myself included. And there were uh, a lot of people that were remote, right? So the people that were going to the office were because they were either local or because we were finding people that would have soft skills, but not hard skills. Like for instance, account managers will come to the office and we could train them into our processes and systems and all that in like in, at the office. And because they didn't necessarily need a lot of technical expertise to do their job, right? So most of the account managers and designers, they will come to the office. Now, media buyers, which are the people that were buying ads on behalf of the clients in different platforms, 
we found that it was easier to hire them remotely. Why? Because they weren't communicating with clients, right? But they needed technical hard skills to do their job well, right? So it was really, really hard for us to find people like near the office that would also have the technical skills. We found a couple, but we needed to scale faster. So one of the things that we had to develop for each of these positions were uh, transparency when it comes to how they're being graded, right? What are the KPIs that they needed to hit in order for them to understand, am I doing a good job or not, right? So when you're hiring, let's say, a media buyer or a graphics designer or an operations person or, or a developer, or whatever that is, remotely, since you're not going to be sharing the same space with that person and sometimes it's not even the same time zone there's 26 people working at scale driven right now and there's like we have time zones all over the world right so we do have a couple meetings that are mandatory and they do fall on the same time zone right so but but other than that like you know we have people coming in in the morning and then people finishing their shift and all and, and all of that so what you need to do is you need to have two things really clearly uh, clearly set up. The first one is KPIs. Like again, how are each people being graded, right? Uh, there are some positions that are easier, like sales positions, for instance, right? In the, if they hit their sales quota or if they hit, you know, the revenue quota, that's easy. But how do you grade somebody that it's an operations? That is something that you need to figure out. For instance, on the project management side of things is how fast do the team complete the tasks, right? How many tasks are, uh, tasks are overdue? How many, you know, back and forth, how much back and forth be, we have before the team completing a task? So you want to understand and you want to have metrics for each of your positions to actually understand, okay, how people are being graded and how people are doing a good job or not, right? That, that's number one. And number two, you want to start setting up processes and SOPs so that people know, okay, these are the instructions. This is the manual for the position. Now, the good news about SOPs is that, and this happens a lot with small businesses and small entrepreneurs or, or, or people that are just starting out who might have a small team. They think that the entrepreneur or the head of the organization needs to put together all of the processes. And that's not the case. The person that's closest to the activity needs to put together the processes. So for instance, the media buyers are the ones setting up the processes for the media buying, right? Uh, the project managers are the ones setting up the processes for the project manage, manager position because they're closer to the process, right? So, and then we review them and all of that. So you need to have clear accountability, clear KPIs and clear processes. And the sooner you start working on that, the better, because that will allow you to understand and grade people. And that will allow people to not make mistakes when it comes to doing their job. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yes, indeed, Hernan. One thing is, as a CEO of a company, uh, once you have built up that team, how do you interact with the remote employees? Because uh, they would get the messaging in a different manner if you are too friendly. But then internet yeah. or online is a very different sort of medium. You know, it does not allow too much of silence like you would have in a, you know, in a normal person-to-person -person conversation. If I just keep quiet for even a few seconds, you will start wondering what is happening, whether the equipment is working or not working. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. do you uh, convey that you are a hands-on man? You are, you are talking about business at the same time. You make the employees or your team feel part of the larger group who is sitting at the headquarters. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. And uh, there's a couple of ways that we do that. So we communicate like technically, we communicate on Slack. We have Slack channels for pretty much everything. That's our main communication hub. And then we use ClickUp for project management, right? ClickUp is where the clients live, is where all of the daily logs, the daily activities live. And then we use Slack for daily communication. Now, there's a couple of things that, that we do have. Like we do have a daily huddle or a daily sell, uh, a daily uh, a daily scrum call where we use that scrum call to um, to clear out blockers that might happen and all that. That's one of the mandatory meetings that we have. And then also, um, and this, it's all the general managers. Her name is Mika and she's awesome. And she put together like some activities to actually build that community feel, right? To build that companionship and cam- camaraderie feel. And we do that on the scrum every single day. So that's the one thing. Then we also have a couple of uh, of channels. For instance, we have a fitness accountability channel. So anyone that wants to get in shape, we want to have that culture of, you know, of fit people or people that, that care about their health and whatnot, because that will impact everything that, that they're doing. So we have a fitness accountability channel that helps them get in shape. And, and we have somebody, you know, we, we actually are, are getting a nutritionist and a fitness coach onboarded this year for everyone that wants to, that wants to have that right at the agency. That's one thing. And then another thing that we have is, is have, we have a vent channel. So, when you're working remotely, you might be working alone for hours. You might be feeling frustrated. You might be feeling that you need help and whatnot. So we have a vent channel and that's a safe space for people to come in and voice their concerns and voice their frustrations when it comes to vendors, when it comes to clients, when it comes to pretty much anything. So that's kind of a safe space where they will not be judged. So come in here, post a meme, vent away. And that has helped a lot, actually, because a lot of people, they just, you know, sometimes they get frustrated and and. It's a, you know, it's a fast paced agency environment and clients have their own agendas and they have their own requests and whatnot. So the vent channel is doing really well. Uh, so we have those little channels where it's like not really, uh, not work related specifically, but they're like little things that we want to add to the, to, 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 to build the, the, the culture. Right. And also my job as part of the, you know, as being the CEO of the company is also to share with them the vision. Uh, I do that every single week. I send an audio to the entire team, sharing with them the good news, the vision, where we're going, um, you know, doubling down on the values of the company and all that. So uh, it's, it's harder to build that kind of culture when it's a remote team, but I think it's doable. Um, if you put together the right the right processes, if you put the right processes in place. Right, Herman, right. You can build up a, a good digital marketing agency, but I want to understand how do you build an award-winning digital marketing agency? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and when it comes to the awards, I think that we are always striving. So my goal is the agency needs to be getting better every single day, right? That's the idea. And people that are involved in every single day um, activities, they need to get better every single day. That's what we call uh, focus and work with excellency, right? And one of the things that I said at the end of last year, beginning of this year, is that excellency will be a requirement moving forward, right? So if you're not behaving in an excellent way, uh, then you will have a really hard time working for this company. Now, excellence doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. We are humans. We make mistakes and that's fine. Excellence means that you're learning from your mistakes. And number one, but also number two, that you're always striving to be better than yesterday at your position and as a person, right? So uh, the, the competition is always against yourself. So I think that that 
by the sheer volume and compound you know, interest that comes from every person knowing that they need to get better at their position that they were yesterday. I think that that takes the agency to a new world-class level where you're giving your clients a world-class experience, onboarding them, but also you're giving them world-class results because we're being graded on two things. We're being graded on communication and reporting and all that, but we're also being graded on results because we are a direct response agency, right? Where every dollar that we spend on ads needs to be held accountable. So you can have stellar communication, but you can have poor results. The client's going to leave. At the same time, you can have stellar results, but you can have poor communication. The client's going to leave, right? So you need to be stellar on those two things. You need to give them great results, but you also need to communicate in a great way. And that has to do with the people that occupy each position, especially leadership positions. But also one of the values is that we strive to get better every single day. We, 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 um, we deal with hard things in an excellent way. And excellency means that you are striving to get better than the day before, if that makes sense. Right, right. Uh, Tell us a bit more about, you know, scale driven. Uh, What exactly, what makes it different than a lot of other options that your clients could have, but they have chosen you? What is it that you bring up and what is it that lead to several awards for your agency? So I think there are two main things that makes us makes us different versus the myriad of digital marketing agencies out there. The first one is that we have the experience working with these big budgets and big brands where competition and 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 expectations are super high, right? Like how many agencies you know, how many people you know that might have worked with this, you know, with these names and we keep on working with these names on in the past, right? So there are not a lot of agencies that just fit the bill when it comes to that. That's the number one thing. And then the other thing is uh, for a lot of clients and, and, and we are quote unquote picky when it comes to getting clients and, and, and onboarding clients is that, which is also a differentiator, right? Like we don't work with everyone. We work with people that we know we can win for uh, is that if the client doesn't win, we don't make any money. That means that we don't charge any retainers. We don't charge any monthly fees. We just charge a percentage of whatever we bring to the table. And again, uh, we need to make sure that we set ourselves and the clients up for success so we cannot just work with everyone. We need to make sure that we are, you know, we're aligned and we have the, the the right type of assets to work with. But what makes us different is that, again, we don't charge anything unless we are increasing the revenue for a client. Uh, we run uh, the, the traditional agency model, which is, and some clients will rather do that, right? Pay a retainer and then have us do uh, their marketing for them. Uh, but this new performance approach, which we launched at the, uh, the end of last year, is doing really well for the right type of clients uh, because it puts us on the, on the same page, right? We're not just providing them a service, but we're actually helping them increase their revenue. And that means that we will run their Facebook, uh, the, the paid advertising on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Google, TikTok, and all that. Uh, Twitter right now, we're also having good results with Twitter ads. And uh, But we'll also build their funnels. We'll take a look at their emails and their automations. We'll even advise them on their sales process, right? If, uh, because you can give them the best type of leads, but if they're not closing on the phone, you know, it doesn't doesn't mean anything so we help them with that and we take a look at uh we take a look at the entire business business as a whole and then if we can help them increase the revenue that's that that's how we get compensated we don't charge any retainers or anything like that so right right Hernan. Uh, so what sort of companies individuals 
uh, who like uh, can connect with you what they can expect from you in terms of you know when if they want to engage with you for sure yeah so so um, the digital marketing agency well you can go to scaledriven.com and check us out usually we work with people that have a proven process a proven service uh you know we don't we don't work with with people that are just starting out or at least on the agency side of things but we've also launched uh information products we have a coaching program last year as well because the reality is that I realized that a digital marketing agency, as, as much as any service-based business, has a cap as to how many clients you can intake every single month, right? I cannot take infinitely amount of clients. Even if I wanted to, I can't. So, but I still wanted to help more entrepreneurs do that. So what we did at Scale Driven is we launched information products. We launched courses on how we do things for our clients. Uh, we also have a coaching program uh, as well for people that want to lose want to learn to do this for themselves or for other clients and whatnot. we do have a decent amount of digital agencies that come to us to learn what we do so that they can deploy for their clients as well uh so you know uh if 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 you want to scale in 2023 whatever you're at right now there's potentially somewhere that we can help you or some somehow we can help you uh whether it is through education through coaching or through our done for you uh services at scaledriven.com Right, right. And how do they connect with you, Hernan? Hernan uh, Vasquez in all the socials. If you search for me, we have a YouTube channel as well with tons of content, uh, you know, TikTok, Instagram, and scaledriven.com is, is the way to go. And we have a free guidebook that we just put out. I'll send you the link. It's a, it's a step-by-step uh, guide on how we are launching and running Facebook ads that work really well. So I'll, I'll send you the link. It's completely free to download and, uh, and people are getting a lot of value out of it. Right, right. And I'll also put that in the YouTube description. People can, you know, make use of that. Now, one thing I wanted to understand for the audience, Harnan, is that a lot of digital marketing agencies, digital agencies are there all across the globe. Mm -hmm. And they are all based around Facebook, Instagram, Google, and a lot of these online places. And at the same time, as we know, as we enter, just entered 2023, a lot of transition is happening in everywhere. Even Google now has a new competitor. They say Microsoft is now getting chat GPT into its system. And maybe very soon it will, it will integrate that with, uh, with Microsoft Word and as well as all these systems. And you never know, you, uh, Microsoft Edge might come up in a, very different avatar or Bing, Bing, we can say. So we don't know how it's changing. Suddenly, a lot of attention has shifted towards ChatGPT and Microsoft. And now Google is also come out, coming out with this new version of Chrome. And then perhaps maybe it might think about uh, some answer to ChatGPT with its own version of, you know, ChatGPT's competition. In these circumstances, as an owner of a digital marketing agency, how do you manage your future in terms of business? You, are keep, you have several employees as well as the whole existence about, you know, everything. It's all digital. How do you uh, manage those things? How do you continue to think forward when too many transitions are happening? And at the same time, Live your own life in these times which are so uncertain. Just yeah. wanted to understand your mind on this. 
Yeah, great question. And I see this and I like to see this like digital marketing. It's an ever changing landscape, right? We know this. Uh, so, so we're kind of used to it, right? Like everyone that comes in knows that uh, this is a really humbling profession or career, if you would, because for the most part, like I've been in, I've been in, in the game for, you know, a decade and a half almost. And the reality is that the things that I think are going to work, they might not end up working. And the things that I think that for sure are not going to work, then might end up working. So I try not to make decisions based on opinion, but based off of data. What is the data telling us, right? So that's the one thing. But we also know that this is a really uh, dynamic career and, you know, we're living in a really dynamic world, like things are getting really, really fast and whatnot. I do think that when it comes to AI, uh, we already started implementing it. Like since we since it went out, we started implementing it in several ways. Like, number one, we are we are I, I, I do think that these tools can save us a lot of time and can make uh, people more efficient. Uh, for instance, on the account management side of things, uh, we are using ChatGPT to get uh, the the most important points of a, of a call that we might have with a client, right? And that might take our account manager, I don't know, 30 minutes to go through that. Now it takes them five minutes, which free up their time to actually communicate with clients in a better way, right? Free up their time to do things that are important. Uh, the same thing with copywriters, the same thing with creative people. I think that all of these tools will free up our time to actually do what we do best, which is the high level thinking, the interactions with people and actually, you know, doing the things that really move the needle. So so we are already implementing that. And we are also already implementing that from the perspective of output, how much we can output for a client, right? How many ads we can launch, how much content we can output for a client. Those are things that tools like ChatGPT and some others are helping us, um, you know, put together. But at the end of the day, I think that this, this is a huge opportunity for those people that are jumping in. Uh, B, I, I see them as a way of increasing you know, increasing uh, efficiencies and also see it as a way of uh, freeing us up, the human beings, from doing repetitive work. And, you know, and this is this is the name of the game, man. I think we need to be on our toes and we need to keep on moving forward and we need to keep on learning. And uh, we will uh, as much as, you know, things are allowing us to do so. So I'm really hopeful and I'm really excited about what 2023 has in store for us. So, Right, right. And my last question to you is now, from fiber to scale driven. Now, where do you see yourself? What is it that you want to achieve? You've already achieved so much. Work with the best. Now, what do you want to do? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And and uh, and we do have several several um, initiatives for 2023. Like I've always been the guy behind the guy, right? Based on my story, I, I work with these big names and whatnot and helping them grow. So at the beginning of 2022, we doubled down on the personal brand. So that's something that we're growing. We are 10x in our output when it comes to content because content is also a big deal. That's gonna that's gonna you know it's gonna yield a lot of results uh, for us and whatnot. So we do have several initiatives. We are going into we're we're putting together our first event for this year. Scale driven live, so that's that's coming up. We're we're developing newsletters, like physical in the mail newsletter for our clients and our students, and that's that's uh, really exciting. 
my ultimate goal is uh, we are uh, donating and planting trees with Scale Driven. That's that's kind of our core thing that we do every single month. Uh, we have planted, I think, 40,000 trees or something like that over the past two years. And uh, my idea is to plant a million trees. Uh, you know, uh, that's that's my, my goal. So we're using Scale Driven and everything that we're doing is a vehicle to do that and impact impact people. So, so yeah, so I'm super excited about 2023. I think that this is going to be a lot of growth involved and uh and yeah and sharing uh the you know the good stuff with the everything that we learned uh with the world so that's our idea wonderful wonderful you are planting uh, you know hope for the planet through the planting of trees on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live <music>